Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 40 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 15-minute, 30-minute, sorry, during each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We are so glad you are joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and small group coaching and one-on-one coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking, in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Good to be here again. Well, today's topic, as we here in Michigan are watching the snow falling fast and heavy, we're going to talk a little about power outages and how they're weather-related and some of the power outages throughout the country over the past several years. So, Keith, go ahead. Well, I think it's important to realize that, that what's happened, this, this is obviously, particularly in Michigan, is one of the worst, I think the worst ice storm we've had. One of the worst. One of the worst ice, ice storm we've had in, in over generations. So that much we understand about how bad it was and that. So it was to be expected there were going to be problems. It wasn't necessarily a surprise that there were going to be power outages. But the well, it wasn't a surprise to Michigan residents because we've had problems with outages for a long time. And mm-hmm. this is where the issue becomes. Because just as an example, there are about 700,000 Michigan residents that were, that were out of power during this event. By comparison, the next closest was Illinois. And mm-hmm. they only had about 12,000 outages. Wow. And, the, and the problem was, again, becomes the grid. And I think, well, I should say back up, we've had these problems because not enough investment has been made in terms of a power grid to deal with these outages. And as, as our Attorney General Dana, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel has said, and as others have pointed out, we all know about bad weather and what bad weather can do and to be prepared for bad weather. But it works on the flip side because we know this is the way it is. We should be prepared. This should right. not happen time and time again. And one thing that she had said recently in in a press release, and I think this is very, very important to the discussion, she said, despite the utilities being DTE, energy, frequent requests for higher rates and their promises to improve their outage records, they have failed to ad- adequately invest in their own infrastructure or prepare for these storm events, choosing instead to leave ratepayers in the dark. And that's the thing. That's I the mean, problem. We just keep on getting stuck. And obviously, it's... It's bad enough for folks of our age who are getting up in age, but not not there. But you have I, I heard of a friend um, who knew of two, knew of a couple both in their nineties, right? Who were in the house and they basically curled up around an, an oil stove because they didn't want to leave, couldn't really leave their home. So there, here you have two senior, very senior citizens mm-hmm. in their nineties. Other people who can't afford to. You have then you have the accompanying situation of those who can. Afford or who choose to uh, go to hotel, 
The hotels, motels, predictably, raise their rates tremendously. Plus, everybody's going to hotels, so nobody can find. So, you, 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 good luck finding one, right. at least in one. And then when you look at the, the reimbursement rate, DTE, because the, if a hotel is costing you two, three hundred dollars a night. Well, first of all, who has that? Right. But then DTE comes back and says, okay, you get a $35, $35. rebate. And I just think that's insane. But that's that's just to open the discussion. But that's the real real problem is, is just that this is not a small situation. Right. It's not an insignificant situation. This is very detrimental and causes very serious problems for and for very many people in Michigan. And as usual, the most hard hit are the... Are, the people who are most affected are the lower income, right. black and brown communities who cannot pay that amount of money to go to a hotel, who, who whose homes may not be as well equipped. On and on, right, you right, know, so. and and not just the not just the lower income, but middle income people cannot afford to go to a hotel for more than for one, two, three, four, five nights. Some people can okay, I'll get a hotel for room for one night if the power is out for, you know, half a day or something like that. But even that's stretching it for most people. But who are most affected are those as usual as you said, who can least deal with it. I'm glad you said middle income. That's right real quick because one thing my mother always pointed out, although we always want to take consideration for those who have for the lowest income, but people tend to forget What happens to middle-income right. people, though, the impact there. So right. Ahead. And middle-income people, and this is what they we've been talking about. When I say we, I mean the Democrats and uh, President Biden have been talking about. Because middle-income people are, they're making maybe $75,000, $80,000, for a family of four, which really isn't that much. It's better than, than lower income. But so many are living literally paycheck to paycheck. They may be making, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, but they they don't have any savings because you can't really save that much out of that, especially with things going getting so high. And they, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, and you have an emergency where you have to come up with a hotel room, you know, with with no notice, and then you're then you might have to stay there two, three, and four nights. That is hard for all for the majority of Americans. That that is hard for the majority of Americans, and. So power outages, and what I, what I, before Keith goes back, I want to remind people, now we, we are here in Detroit, Michigan, but I want to remind people what happened in 2003 when the entire eastern half of the United States and Canada went out for, we, actually it was, we were only out for, when I say only, mm-hmm. about a day and a half, which in, in, that, that was actually pretty good. But the entire eastern, eastern half of Canada and the United States at least all the way through here, here in the United States, through about Wisconsin or so, not quite half. We're not because of a one transformer malfunction in Ohio caused, caused all the power to go out, the entire grid to go out for the entire, I guess I should say maybe one third of Canada and the United States because we share power, we share power grid. And, uh, I remember it being very scary because it was only two years after 9-11. And so people were still on edge because this was in 2003. And I remember I was working in my office. I had a separate office and about, and in the office building, the air conditioning wasn't working. It was August. So it was very hot. And I remember I said, I'm going to leave early. I'm going to leave about 345, four o'clock and go home because at least I have air conditioning at home. So I came home, opened the garage door. 
put the car in the garage door, getting ready to close it with the uh, garage door open, you know, the the, uh, the remote, and it, the garage door wouldn't close. At that moment is when the electricity went out. Luckily, I didn't close myself inside the garage. I mean, it was just a matter of seconds. But I, the car was in the garage, but then the remote didn't work. And because the remote, the garage door works by electricity, the remote just moves it back and forth. And then I came in the house, and because I saw that the electricity, you know, the electricity was out, I turned on the water, and the water was out because the pumps are fueled by, you know, are run by electricity. And the first thing I thought was, oh no, another terrorist attack. But it wasn't. It was one transformer in Ohio took out one third of the United States and Canada for about 24 hours, which is, which is bad enough. And so we're talking about not only power outages, but why there are power outages. And the, the number one reason for power outages, of course, is the, the is severe weather. It, and that's why and there's so much in Michigan because we go through four seasons in one in one day sometimes. But other other places have had so severe weather in 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 California, and of of course there are the hurricanes and and, and tornadoes and things like that. But other severe weather, which you would expect. But other severe weather has happened, and of course it's happening more frequently now because of climate change, which half the country doesn't recognize. And so, the, so besides severe when weather, recognize, doesn't recognize climate change is a problem. Right. Actually, that's that's what I mean. They don't recognize that climate change that there is such a thing as climate change, or that it's a problem, especially when people like Congresswoman woman Lauren Burbitt said, "Of course I believe in co- climate change. It happens four times a year." <laughs> so, so when we have people thinking like that. That's the second most, that's the, that's the first, uh, most reason for, for power outages. And the second most is, is power grid malfunctions. Several years ago, President Obama said, we need to strengthen the grid. We need to strengthen the grid. And the reason why the grids haven't been strengthened, two reasons. Because the grids, even though they are public utilities, they are private companies and they will fight anything that, that makes them spend money that they cannot use to pay their shareholders. Okay. And then, so that's, that's number one. And then in order to force them to do it, Congress has to do that. And when Congress is, is, is populated mostly by people who, who want to shore business up no matter what, then they'll shore, shore up the business. They'll sit in their dock in their house as long as the shareholders are getting campaign contributions. Right. And because of campaign contributions. So what else have you found out about it? Well, I, I have some things about the top five states, but go ahead. No, I, I just think that the, the other thing about that there was here, here in Michigan, there was this house in, in, the, in the Michigan House. Um, right. Michigan Majority Leader Abraham Ayesh. This, mm-hmm, this was a few years ago. Yeah, no, but, but this but this particular thing is, is, is recent. Um, okay. Ayesh, he's, um, he's from Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who are not from Michigan, that's a, uh, not a suburb. Is it, it, there's a word for it because we're, it's a, completely surrounded by Detroit. Right, mm-hmm. right. But it's a community here in Detroit. And there's a word for it because both Highland Park and Hamtramck both are completely surrounded by Detroit. Right. So they're not suburbs, but I'm going to look up the word right. for that. Think, mm-hmm. I, I remember, but anyway, he brought up, because I had mentioned before, uh, we both laughed about the fact that DTE says, you know, the DTE is, is one of the two major power companies here in Michigan. Right. Uh, well, in lower Michigan, uh, DTE, which was previously Detroit right. Edison and Consumers Power. So right, I just want right, people to know right. that. And then, and then when they talked about after, as, as we just discussed, however much money you, you lost, if you lost food, right, you, lost power, right. you lost medicine, et cetera, and then you get $35. Right. And, and, and they, and they also say it may take 90 days before For the, that shows up in your bill. Right. And which is just a joke. But one thing that, 
Representative Ayesh said, I mean, is that, and he suggested what we were just talking about. He says that he thinks that, that you should have to pay, where is it? Right, nearly, he said nearly a million have suffered without heat and electricity because two utility companies put their profits above investing in the grid. I'm calling on Consumers Energy and DTE to pay customers back for lost food and medicine and reimburse them for outage time. Now, see, that's more like it. Right. Because the amount. Because number one, they have the money. Oh, they have money. Mm-hmm. But also because that's now you're dealing with real repayment. Right. For that. Right. I mean, Thirty-five dollars. Right. You're not pay, helping anybody at all. The amount of money that they're losing. Right. And, and the other thing that that is tied to this is this is why two things actually, without getting too far in the weeds. One, this emphasizes the important of the infrastructure bill right. and, infra- and how to repair the infrastructure because the infrastructure is something that continually gets pushed down the road, down the road. It's been nickel and dime for years. Here in Michigan, we talk about the roads. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason, a big reason why the roads are problem because people know what needs to be done, but nobody wants to deal with it. Right. So they push it down. It gets pushed down. They say, then they pass a bill that kind of halfway you know, mm-hmm. puts just enough over it because nobody's marching in the streets right. about right. the road. Right. Nobody's screaming and shouting about that. Now, they'll scream and shout about some gender issue. Right. But they're not going to scream about that. And so, But what's happening now, that, inf- that emphasizes why infrastructure investment is so critical, and particularly in older urban areas like ours. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's important somewhat more tangential a little farther away but is we talk we laugh about what's going not laugh but we're looking at the insanity that's happening with our educational system Mm -hmm. and when you had when you talked about for example the number of people who don't who choose not to believe in climate change and they believe that they just say this is not the reality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what and then these people with these same beliefs and ideologies are taking control of our educational system right so when you have people who are who are control of manufacturing the textbooks who are controlling the classrooms who have in florida have the power to fire anybody who does not think Mm -hmm. like them on down the line the point i'm making is that if on one hand it's all, it seems to be comical the things they talk about to you realize these people have power right right and if they and, and and if people don't understand and then their money and then they're receiving their campaign contributions from mm-hmm. privately held power companies who don't want to pay to do what's right mm-hmm. and then people can't find because now you, if you're banning books if you can't find the information because they're systematically removing your access right. to, to find out this all these things are tied in they're all tied together right. so the people begin they don't know what to go because everything is being made this this basically without getting too far in the way this is very much cause for concern because if we if these things don't get addressed, getting right. back to infrastructure, so, I mean it's a very real not just roads. There have been many stories right. of, of bridges falling with people on them. Parts right. of bridges in Detroit, people driving, and part of an overpass just falls right on top of the right, car. Right, right. And all of this, all of this is is in infrastructure. The power grid is part of infrastructure. Right, exactly. So to tie it back, right. and but before we go on, just a word from our sponsor. The podcast is brought to you by the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy, where we offer online courses, group coaching, and one-on-one coaching on branding and marketing for independent writers and creative and solo professionals. And you can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. And so now I'd like, if, if you'd, if I'd like to go into the, the top five states and power outages in, in recent memory. And of, of course, like we said, 
The power, the leading cause, cause of power outages is, of course, uh, severe weather. The second, the second cause is no growth, I should say, in, in the infrastructure. And the last, of course, is scheduled maintenance. And again, this is what happened. This is why it ties it all together, because this is what happened with the railroad derailment, not only in Ohio, that big one, but there are railroad derailments all the time. And last year, when the railroads workers were going to strike and President Biden got them to hold off for a while because the real, the, everything in the economy, food delivery and parts delivery and all that are, de- are, are depending on the railroad and literally the economy would come down if the railroads stopped. But the reason why they wanted to go on strike is, and, and the reason why there are so many derailments is because again, just like with the utility companies, they are paying their shareholders. They have billions of dollars, but they aren't paying, number one, not paying their workers enough. The workers finally, when the strike was averted, got one paid day off per year. One day per year. The number of workers on the train have been cut in, in half. Sick time, right? Well, no, that's one oh, sick so day. No, right. One sick day. Right. One paid sick day. Right. Oh, you can take off as long as you, but you're only going to get paid for one, not per month. One per paid, year. One paid sick day. One year. paid sick day right. per year. Right. And you can imagine how hard it is. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about the, I'm sure that the waiters and things like on, on those nice trains that, where you, that you take, they work hard. But I'm talking about the freight trains. Those people work hard. And the, and the trains are way too long to have one person attending to them at, at a time because they cut the number of workers in half. That's the same thing with the power grid. If you don't have enough workers... And and those those workers have to be trained. They are skilled workers to to be up there taking care of those power grids. You you see them when they finally come. You see them high up in the air, where the transformers are and everything. Right. That's those lifts, hydraulic right, lifts. those hydraulic lifts. That's very dangerous, very detailed work. So you have to have highly educated. When I say highly educated, at least through two years of school, of, of college, highly educated experienced, trained workers to take care of this. And then usually because so much of the power outages are due to um, severe weather, they're working in rain and snow and wind and all of that. That's what we're watching right here today in, in Michigan, in our area here, South and Southeast Michigan. We're not only, we're not only worried about the snow. This is Michigan. We're worried about the wind because the wind is what takes out the power. Okay, and the snow and ice does too, because when the ice gets hard, it brings down the power lines, which again reminds you what Keith said a few minutes ago about older areas. When they installed the power lines, they installed them up in the air and it would cost billions, not to mention tearing up everything to put the lines underground. And so, you know, now as they as people spread out and they build new power lines for new areas, they're trying to put them underground, which will make have make it easier for people to for them to be maintained and less susceptible to bad weather. But you can't do that for for the last hundred years of these power grids being above ground. So there's five states that have been um, most severely hit by power outages due mostly due to weather, but also due to low maintenance. Michigan is number five. As a matter of fact, Michigan experiences the most power outages per capita than any of the other states in the United States. The most common cause of power outages in Michigan, of course, is the weather. No matter the season, Michigan residents heavy rain and flooding, severe storms, and either oppressive heat or blizzards. 
with snowfall and high winds. And I, you know, we, we tease people. We do have very, very, very hot weather here in Michigan in the summertime. Mm-hmm. It gets up to not for long, but uh, you don't need it to be for long. Oh, the heat it gets, humidity. But you know, when I was going to right. get to that. It gets to the 90s and up to 100 mm-hmm. uh, a few times during the summer. And then on top of that, because we are surrounded by water, we also have high humidity, which of course helps with the winter with the blizzards and the snow. So, um, in according to data, weather-related outages caused 56 of the 155 outages in 2017, and faulty equipment took second place. That's in Michigan. Number four is Ohio. Power outages in Ohio are also mostly due to the severe weather. And in 2017, about 663,000 customers experienced power outages in Ohio. Now, as we know, 700,000 experienced power outages here in Michigan just in the last week. They're talking about a whole year in Ohio. Number three, New York, is number three out of the top five, had 165, this is from 2017, 165 outages affecting almost 900,000 of its residents in 2017. And clement weather is the number one cause of power outages, while 8% are caused by squirrels and other small animals and wildlife. And then, of course, during the summer heat, the use of air conditioners. Number two is Texas. We know what happens in Texas. Texas has, that's why they're number two. Because in Texas, and this goes right back to the Republicans in Texas, they are not part of the national power grid. They have their own power grid, which which means two things. That means that they don't have help for power from other places like we do, uh, and which is why one third of the eastern seaboard went out when one transformer went out in Ohio. But that also means that when your power is down or, or you have more need for it, you can get it from other areas where the need is lower. Okay, other right from 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 other states, and that's why Canada went out when the United States went out in 2003 because we share power. They do not do that in Texas, and in Texas, the majority of outages are because of flooding and heat waves. And then, of course, two years ago, it was because of snow, and because they're not used to having a lot of snow in Texas and a lot of cold weather in Texas. So when they had snow and cold weather, that's what caused the power outages and hundreds, if not thousands, but I know hundreds of people died while Ted Cruz is on his way to Cancun to stay warm. Okay, millions of residents were also left without power during the winter storm of February 2021. So that was two years ago. And then, of course, number one is California. Almost one quarter of the 2022 power outages occurred in California. The state of California also came in first for the most power outages overall in the last 20 years. 2,684 power outages. Power outages are on the rise in California because of mostly of climate change. They increased 23% since 2018, and the number of customers increased affected increased up to uh, almost 30 million, up 50% in the last five years. The uh, Department of Energy estimates yearly power outages cost the U.S. economy in, uh, as a whole $150 billion per year just because of the effect of power outages. Because businesses have to close, schools have to close, people can't get to work, and things like that. And the, the worst part of that, I think the two worst, besides, if, if the weather is decent, which happens a lot, you can get through it. But when, when it's very, very cold or very, very hot, of course, your food spoiling. Oh, people on generator, people on medical, uh, medical equipment that can't run. A lot of people in New Orleans died because their uh, medical equipment... Oh, yeah. 
wouldn't run during Hurricane Katrina. So you have to always think about this and think about your own preparedness. Okay, this this article that I'm reading from, some part of it sounds like it was written by an, by artificial intelligence. Plus, it was written by a company that sells generators. So so they have they they have a vested interest in what they say. But the fact that not only the United States, but everyone in the world that li- that doesn't live way out in the country somewhere depends on electrical service. And it's funny because Nicholas, N- Nikolai Te- Tesla, uh, who invented the power, the electrical power grid, and he was the one that it's called ACDC, al- alternating current. That's what it is. Al- he invented the idea of alternating current. He wanted it to be free. He didn't think people should be charged for electricity when it, when he, even even 150 years ago. About 150 years ago, it had already become so important to people's lives, and that's when people only had a toaster. The only electrical thing they had in their house was a was a toaster. So he realized then, but of course, companies came in and said, "No, we're going to we're going to sell it for profit." But and and so Nicholas Nikolai Tesla is the one who um, invented alternating current, and that's what we have. That's why when you say why does it call it AC alternating current, and alternating is why we share electric electricity. Which Texas does not do, so that when 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 one one area's needs go up, another area can come in and and and, and give them some of their electricity, and that goes. And we don't even know that happens yeah, right. until the power goes out. So the, for the last few minutes, Keith. No, yeah, I was just going to ask, and actually, just kind of uh, with a dialogue with you, because I remember when I one of our friends here in Detroit, was, he was talking about what he had gone through and what his family was going through and how long um, they had been without power. But he also said that he didn't remember when he was growing up going being being like this. The growing that the power wasn't going out as frequently. I don't remember that either. That's what I was going to ask because mm-hmm. he's, obviously, as you know, I grew up in Denver because we didn't have that at all. I didn't even, wasn't even familiar with power hours until I moved to Michigan. Mm-hmm. But but when so you're saying the same thing. Right, we, 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 had, we had them when I was two, but nothing like the frequency here. And the reason why I remember it goes back to another issue that the Republicans are trying to push, saying that the government is going to require you to have electric stoves rather than gas stoves. The government is not requiring you to do that. They're saying that because they need a culture uh, war issue to to run on. But the reason why I remember that is because we always had gas stoves. And my best friend, Annie, who lives the next, next street over, they had an electric stove. And my mother was always saying when the power went out, we could at least cook. And so, but, but it did go out, but it, nothing like, like, nothing like this. Nothing like the frequency of this and severity of, of what's happening now. And that just emphasizes, you're kind of return, returning to what we were talking about before in terms of, uh, I think you said one of the top reasons was maintenance. You you build something, and that's anything else you mm-hmm. see. I mean, right. You, everything you needs to be maintained. maintained. You can't buy a car and then just run it and nothing happens and never maintain it. I right. Mean, anything that you have is obviously something as, as being co- complicated as a power grid. And that's something, too, is people don't, myself included, when you when you flip a switch, you expect the light to go on. Right. When you turn the turn the handle in your faucet, you expect water to come out. You never. Most people don't think all that's involved. Right. And right. what that really takes, and what's involved with that. We start thinking about with water, all the pipes. How long the pipes have been there? What it takes when it comes to electricity, and and and, and to get the water to get the water pumps moving, you right. need electricity. You need electricity. All the, and I think that that's and that's what's coming. About now, right? I mean, most you're so um, when you're growing up, like it wasn't that bad before, and, you, and so you're just accustomed to flipping, to flicking this, flicking that. Everything comes on, everything's humming along. But now, all of a sudden, that's not happening, right? And that's when the question starts: well, What exactly is going wrong? Right. And more and more, 
you know, and then then those who are in control trying to fudge the answer, right, right, about what's really going on because nobody wants to say just how big because good and well, it's not like it caught DTE by surprise, right, right, right. They they know, but but as long as they don't have to fix that grid, they can continue to give all the money to their shareholders. Right, and and that mentioned two things that that have happened this week because there are still like like you said there are still people seven days later without power that went out over a lot of the um area and a lot of the area in and around Detroit last Thursday. And some people are still waiting for their full power to be restored. And I remember when we moved into this house, oh, it'll be 20 years. Of course, the electricity wasn't quite on yet, and but it was September. So it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. And we could see in the daytime. But I remember the DTE guy came over and because he, he was looking at the meter and, and, and something outside. And so he came over and he opened, he unlocked something and he twiddled something and all the power went on. I said, Oh, that's wonderful. He said, that's my job. <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to be able to twiddle something and everything works. But we laugh about that, but that, that's what I'm talking about. This is why all of this is interconnected. These people need to be trained. Okay. And when you don't invest in the education system, when you only think that people should only go to college with all of these jobs that do not need college, but do need additional training, why aren't we investing in that? Okay, rather than trying to put teachers in jail because they're teaching about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. And so as we as we go through every week, we try to find a topic that is interrelated to everything that we talk about. All all the different issues we talk about from a black perspective, but they're all interrelated and um, they're all political. I, I, well, a friend of mine used to say that I could make politics out of out of making a tuna fish sandwich. Actually, I can. Do you know? <laughs> do you know how many other people? How, how many other fish fish species are killed when they're trying to harvest tuna? And how the when you don't maintain the tuna boats, how much work that is for a fishing boat? And how politics goes into that? Not with with, with the people who are trying to make their living through uh, fishing. So yeah, I can make I can make <laughs> making a tuna fish sandwich political. But that's what we're talking about this week, about the power grid and why it matters and how it interrelates to everything else that we always talk about. And we will see you next week. See you next week.